Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. If you're just joining us, we are talking today about things that you can do when you use a wheelchair to enable you to go on and live a very vibrant, robust, active, wonderful life. My guest is John Berkey, who is one of the co-founders of the SMH Mobility Support Group. And we're also talking today with David Windsor, who's the director of the Adaptive Golf Academy. Now, before we went to the break, David was telling us a bit about uh, this program that is enabling people who use wheelchairs or who are using walkers or who are just not able to be as mobile as they once were to get out and play golf. If they've never played it, that's okay. If they played it and they miss it, that's okay. But they have these adaptive golf carts that they can use. They have PGA professionals who can help you. And and I want to talk about the background a little bit because Dave, you yourself have a very interesting background. Tell us. <laughs> Where do you begin there? Well, um, you know, really when I, w- when I first moved to Sarasota, Florida uh, in the fall of 99 is, um, you know, really things that changed and, um, you know, I'll forever be indebted to uh, Paul Goodlander, the physical therapist who began bringing out a group of wheelchair golfers, uh, stroke survivors, um, and we utilize these accessible golf carts. And I just saw people getting a, a, just a, a better drive in their life, in their lives, um, along with hitting drives down fairway. And it's, uh, it's been a game changer. Having the equipment and the people on the support, um, yes, it's, uh, it's something now that is, it has expanded from Sarasota 20 years ago to um, over 100 different sites of, of adaptive golf, embracing it in some form of another across the country. Incredible. You've just done so much for our community and for people across the country. And if someone is listening thinking, gosh, that is right for me or right for someone I know, but uh, I'm not exactly sure if I could do it. Tell us about the kinds of folks who are in the program. What are the ailments that we are talking about? Oh, they can really range. It's a full spectrum, but it's a great question because there's going to be some that, uh, you know, it might be a catastrophic thing to them if they, um, you know, lost a finger. Uh, For someone else, it's a loss of a full limb, an arm, a leg, and maybe they have use of a prosthesis. Maybe they're in a chair. But we have somehow or another, you know, with all of our resources, found a way to get them assisted uh, device to grip the club, the right length club, the flex of the club, the loft of the club. Um, And there's some other really good tricks of the trade there to really provide someone a successful environment um, and uh, enjoy the game of golf. It's about getting out there and um, with family and friends and um, that's those relationships that really matter. Yeah, and so, I, I bet you've seen a, a lot of difference that it's made for people and, and seen a lot of stories of recovery. We'll have folks with vision impairment. Uh, we'll have, um, you know, we mentioned wheelchair. One of the, the most common uh, characteristics that we have might be the one-arm golfer because of the uh, staggering number of uh, strokes that happen, um, according to the Stroke Association, it's every 40 seconds. And uh, over the years, our stroke survivors have been um, the most uh, most common participants. And now we have some that are playing in uh, one-arm golf championships across the country. Uh, and it's, uh, it's so great to see the progression. They can't really say of any other sport that someone can do on their own with such measurables for endurance and strength. And then the scores and all that around the game of golf, it's, uh, 
it's just off the charts. I think I, I think I need to do more with this. I really do. If I were still on television, I'd just be itching to come out there and, and do a story. I'm sure Channel 7, Channel 6, I'm sure they've all been out there. But I, I write now, and I also do radio, the radio show, but I, I think I need to follow up with an article about this. So I will be contacting you a little bit later, Dave, and maybe we could do something there. And meantime, if people listening want to contact you, David Windsor, director of the Adaptive Golf Academy, how do we get a hold of you? Again, um, if you're on Facebook, you can check out the local program, Adaptive Golf Sarasota. And then um, we have our website, AdaptiveGolfAcademy.com. Uh, that's the go-to with, um, with links there. And then also our, our main Adaptive Golf Association Facebook page. All right, terrific. And a phone number? It, uh, I have 941 Sounds good. That's it. Okay, terrific. David Windsor from the Adaptive Golf Academy. Thank you so much for everything you're doing for people. And uh, and thanks again for speaking with us. Really a pleasure. And I'll, I'll follow up. I'll do more with you. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, John. And uh, yes, it's uh, my pleasure. All right. Thanks again. So John Berkey, as David just mentioned, John's here with us. John is one of the co-founders of the SMH Mobility Support Group. And John hooked us up with David today. And, and John, I'm looking at a list that you gave me. Um, that is talking about who's a candidate for this program. And I just want to read it off because it's really just incredible. So stroke survivors, amputees, people who've had a brain or a spine injury, people with multiple sclerosis, joint replacements, cerebral palsy, Parkinson's, macular degeneration, spina bifida, orthopedic problems, vision impairment, arthritic problems, diabetes, so much more. But today in particular, we're talking about a loss of mobility that, that puts you in a wheelchair or on a scooter and that's you. You're you're here in our studio in a wheelchair. And you were telling me during the break, you uh, tried this program and it, it got you back into thinking like, hey, I could get out on the golf course. Yes. Actually, I uh, went through the academy myself about two years ago. And it was really an incredible experience because I was a golfer before I got hurt. And I'm a hacker. You know, I was the guy that was uh, a duff queen. I think we need to change that name now. You know, in this day and age, hacker means something else. I I know that. But I mean, I was the guy that could build a swimming pool with my golf club, but that didn't change. I still was (laughs) not very good. But um, the reality is it was the enjoyment of going out there, having the camaraderie, the enjoyment of being out where everything was green, the sun was out, and, you know, you're enjoying seeing the animals go by and stuff. So to this day, even if I don't go out and golf with somebody, I don't have a problem going out with them and riding the course, you know, having a uh, having a few beers, enjoying each other's company. But prior <laughs> prior to the being taking part in the golf academy, the adaptive golf academy, did you think, well, that part of my life is yes. gone? Uh, yeah, I didn't really see where the given the condition of not being able to stand up for a long period of time, not being able to pivot my weight without falling over, that I could be able to do it. What David was trying to explain in that solo rider cart. It's, it's almost the cross between a jet ski and a, a golf cart. It's, you know, it's very narrow. Uh, probably a motorcycle is better accuracy between a motorcycle and a golf cart. It's only seated for one person. And the seat pivots out, but it allows you, it straps you into the seat so that you can't fall over. You, you know, so that takes away that fear factor of a patient uh, or person that's participating, thinking that, okay, if I swing, I'm going to lose my balance. It's going to knock over. The uh, golf cart itself actually acts as your center of gravity and allows you to pivot and swing forward. So it gives you all that freedom. Plus, it's 
just a lot of fun to drive. Yes, you know, I you bet could, it you is. You go off-roading. I mean, he lost me about three different times during the first <laughs> hole um, just because I thought, okay, I'm going to go check this out See and do that. See you later, people. So, yeah, right. I think that is, that's so wonderful. And, of course, you are one of the co-founders of the Mobility Support Group, and you were telling me also that you've seen people really change and thrive after getting involved in that program. Yes, How? Absolutely. Just imagine any quality of life. If you were going out and able to do something that you used to be before and all of a sudden it was restricted to you, you remorse. You know, you go into a lot of grief and uh, wanting to cry about. Well, the reality is it allows them to go back out there, enjoy it, maybe not at the same level as before. I can tell you that, you know, my golf swing went from, even though I was a hacker, from maybe driving 150 yards down about 70. But I didn't care. I, you know, I wasn't going out for a score. I was going out to have a good time. This allows them to go back and do that same kind of thing and to be able to feel like, okay, I can have a conversation and access something I want to. Plus, it's exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing that for a lot of people in mobility issues, they become remorse. They go in and they hide in the house all day and their bodies start shutting down even faster because they're not getting a daily exercise activity. And one of the things we try to utilize, whether it be golf or any other adaptive sport, is introducing them to activities that would require that they get out and enjoy something. Uh, one of the most popular ones in this area is hand cycling. And it's just a bicycle that instead of the pedals being down where the feet are, it's up where the hands are. And you use your hands to actually steer and pedal at the same time. But for many of our uh, members that actually enjoy that piece of it, they have no problem driving 25, 30 miles a time. And, you know, same kind of distance that when we look at anybody else that's traditionally able-bodied, that uh, when we hear they're riding 25, 30 miles, we're kind of envious, you know, wow, the fact that they have it, but yeah. these guys do the same thing. Um, they just, you know, and you come back and realize, okay, instead of being pale, they're sun kissed, they're enjoying themselves, they're, um, they've got their adrenaline up, they've got the endorphins running, and they've forgotten about their ailments and their woes for a couple hours. Uh, and that's one of the things the Adaptive Sports allows us to use that as a tool to help people out. And the last time you were here, you were telling us about people who use wheelchairs who are very good water skiers. Absolutely. Who, who do all kinds of things. Give us an idea of what you can still do. Okay, um, everything. Uh, every sport. Baseball is not off limits. The only one I haven't seen so far in the traditional popular sports is I haven't seen football, but I did see a, um, somebody trying to do that with a group of um, firemen pushing the wheelchair user. So that's on the horizon. But that's cool. rugby, there's actually a rugby tournament um, on 19th and 20th up in Tampa for wheelchair rugby, which is insane. I it's, bet it is. It's absolutely insane. It's just a bunch of uh, guys that are gone crazy that want to hurt each other, as far as I can <laughs> tell. Uh, but, you know, they'll go out there and do it. But they there's wheelchair tennis. Um, in fact, we have a local representative in this area that is uh, was nationally ranked on it. Uh, we have a wheelchair uh, archery, um, wheelchair skiing, as you said, but there's also hockey. Um, there's... Uh, there's hockey. Wow. Yeah, yeah wow. hockey is sled hockey has actually become very, very popular over the last couple of years. Um, so, and especially in our area, since you have the Igloo and you also have the uh, Emily Arena and all that, and Brandon's training facilities, I foresee that one coming soon. I mm. haven't heard any of the leagues coming locally yet, but throughout the country, there are all kinds of um, all kinds of hockey teams that are coming out where they just simply sit on a very large ice skate, mm -hmm. probably three to four foot ice skate, but. Uh, the one I'm looking forward to is actually when they figure out how to adapt a um, kite surf, do the kite surfing and adapt these sports because I want to. Yeah. I've been enjoying that, and I was a water nut before, and haven't seen that. But you know, and then you have your traditional ones. Most of us are avid boaters and still continue to boat. Um, 
you know, I'm an avid fisherman, but my daughter tells me that's not a sport. It's just a travesty, the way I <laughs> fish. Um, you know, either that or comedy. It depends on what day she's talking <laughs> to me about. But, you know, there's we find any way to go out and enjoy a normal lifestyle. And even the beaches are accessible um, with the right equipment and with right. the right attitude. And takes the right wheelchair, definitely, Correct. to get through that sand. But the, the point is that it's not just doing the sport uh, and getting that exercise, which is so crucial. It, it's the socialization. It's the independence. It's it's the the feeling that you can still enjoy your life and that QOL, that quality of life, man. That is that yep. is really so important. All right, we got to take a quick break, but still so much more to talk about with John Berkey, who is the co-founder of the SMH Mobility Support Group. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new program on the horizon, the peer mentoring program that the Mobility Support Group and SMH are teaming up on to bring to SMH for anyone who finds him or herself suddenly needing to be in a wheelchair. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ. We'll be right back after this. 